Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by Matt White. Not the television Matt White, not other Matt Whites, but the Matt White who won the 2020 Super 2 Dunlop Championship. Welcome on board, Matt. <laughs> G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to have you on board. We'd like to actually talk back about some of your past champions. You've now won four of the Development Series Championships. Put yourself in a position where you're, you know, quite a powerhouse in the uh, development series uh, with Thomas Randall taking out your consecutive championships on board the Nissan Altima following up Bryce Ford and the two prize were John O'Wood and da- uh, John O'Webb rather and Dale Wood um, <laughs> yep. it's uh, very pleasing to have you know developed this team in this way you've, you've really put yourself in a very strong position uh, Matt yeah look funny I mean you know uh, you've been you've been around this game for a long time I, I drove um, for a fair bit myself over the years and um, you got a very good gauge for, for what you needed and um, at, at times I didn't have that when I was driving and so I've tried to set about to, to position ourselves so that, so that we can offer the drivers every opportunity uh, to win races and display their skills because um, it's pretty tough out there as, as everyone knows and um, so, so we try and give them the best car and best equipment that we can um, and yeah, unfortunately, we've had some some great drivers along the way that have, have made our job easy. You've done something though that you know there was a, a big question mark in the middle of this season after we'd had Adelaide and we didn't know when the development series was going to kick off again. In that uh, you got yourself out of Victoria when the uh, lockdown happened. Um, Thomas, uh, we've been speaking regularly with him and having him on the show, and. Uh, you made the commitment, um, which was uh, quite something, because your guys, most of them, are not full-timers, are they? No, correct. You know, the, the commitment level this year displayed by the, the team and the drivers has just been astronomical. Look, you know, we were people that didn't even work for us that within five hours' notice had packed their bags, were in the car, and <laughs> on their way across the border. You know, just the most unreasonable request you could put on anyone, and... And uh, more than half of the people that we asked said yes on the spot. And I, I just couldn't believe it. It just, it just shows you the passion in the sport. Matt, having won three championships before this year, were you disappointed for Thomas that on Saturday, Sunday at Bathurst, he wasn't presented with the championship there and then? Yeah, look. You know, that, that was most disappointing. It, it should have happened. Um, like Supercars had, had put it out to the media saying that um, if Bathurst was the last round, it would, in fact, be a championship. And, and we went to Bathurst um, with that in mind. Obviously, to go to Bathurst was a huge commitment because we had nine of us had, had to go into quarantine um, along with um, Thomas, who was already... He'd already been away travelling just in case this popped up. Um, so, yeah, we went there on the proviso that it was going to be a championship. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, to to get to the end of the weekend and, and hear nothing was, was pretty disappointing. Um, tell us, you, you, you did very well because Thomas uh, 
obviously had his own medical concerns. Um, you uh, presented a car on every occasion that looked uh, terrific and obviously performed very well. Plenty of poles and plenty of race wins and round wins. Uh, I think every weekend that you came away with uh, um, a round uh, win, was it? Yeah, look, I mean, Bathurst was the one that tested uh, Thomas the most. Um, we had we had the motor, um, well, we had engine trouble sort of from, from the start where the first engine uh, in the practice session, so it was just down about 5Ks and we couldn't figure out why. Um, there was no no misfire, that thing wasn't making metal, so we changed it uh, that night and uh, the following day um, um, qualified well and then um, in, in the race it developed a misfire, this is the one that we put in and um, that certainly made things tough for, for Tom because it was dropping on the seven cylinders and ultimately it cost him the race win. Um, but to come home second when you're running on seven cylinders is a pretty good, decent feat in itself. Um, so, yeah, he certainly had to do it a little bit tougher at Bathurst um, than we would have liked. But um, no credit to him because he, he, he drove extremely well given how how much of a straightaway speed deficit he had, particularly in race one. Indeed, he's a, he's a standout kid. As Bryce Forward was uh, the year before and has demonstrated in going up to the main game, he has certainly not been lacking at any time this year. I think you'd have to agree. Yeah, look, we get we get great pleasure out of um, seeing guys progress. And, you know, Bryce is... Um, a lot of guys can drive and... Uh, we've seen that over the years, but Bryce is very good technically, and I, I think, and look, I don't know the ins and outs at Walkinshaws, but I think that will be playing a part in in his results because his feedback is very good. He, he knows what he what he wants out of the car, um, and you know he's got a hell of a teammate alongside of him. And there's a couple of times where um, he, he's looked pretty solid against him, which has surprised all of us, to be honest. So yeah, Bryce, uh, first game I knew of him. John Faulkner uh, was involved with him some years back, and uh, I always uh, find it interesting when you see the standard of people who actually throw their weight behind somebody, and he's certainly somebody that uh, is well-deserved. Um, another couple of the drivers who've been with you, Dale Wood, um, somebody who uh, he went away and remade himself, I feel, uh, when he was in supercars. He, he had a pretty hard time, and he uh, just uh, stuck at it and stuck at it, and by crikey, he got there, didn't he? Yeah, look, he did. Um, he, he had a, a really fantastic run with us. Um, he was up against and initially Chaz Mostert, but then his teammate changed. Um, his, Chaz got the offer to drive, I think it was DJR, um, after round one at Adelaide. And then um, Chaz was replaced by Steve Owen uh, from round two, but... Um, Dale um, certainly rose the occasion and, and did a great job and he's been successful um, in, in Porsches, whatever he seems to get into and you know, even looking at Bathurst this year after not raising anything, he was he was uh, one of the standouts as far as co-drivers um, which was nice to see you know, it's, it's great seeing some of your drivers get out there and doing a good job Your first championship of course came with Jono Webb, Jono of course uh as you mentioned earlier before that we started recording, that uh, you felt he got out of the chair too early because he was a bit of a standout for you. Yeah, absolutely. He'd still go down as one of the best guys we've had in a car, um, in, in my opinion. Like He raced really well. He had 
we had, I think the very first round <clears throat> we did in, in new cars to us, we had uh, a power steering issue going into qualifying and um, we had to change um, change something on the car and we missed, missed the cutoff to get out there. Um, so he didn't get to qualify um, and uh, we just made the race. And um, I said to Jono, you know, I'm so sorry, mate. It, it's just not good enough. And he turned around and said, turned around and said, she'll be right, mate. Just tell me when it's right to go. And, you know, drove from last to I think it was third or fourth. Um, you know, just I, I, was, I was prepared to be torn a new one because uh, it just wasn't a good enough job that we did. Uh, but uh, he rose to the occasion and dealt with it very well. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was great to great to see and certainly great to see to be a part of uh, his championship win. Well, it's certainly quite something to have brought these uh, drivers, some of them not as young as uh, the uh, <laughs> ones being touted now, the, the, the young kids who are coming in. But, you know, they all have their, their right to be there and to win these championships. Um, he, he, uh, Plans for 2021. I mean, obviously, we're still waiting on a calendar. Do you have an indication as to how many rounds you'll have next year? Oh. Yeah, look, it's going to be six rounds. Um, I believe we're looking at two at Bathurst, so so kicking off the season at Bathurst with the supercars. Um, so, looking forward to the final calendar coming out. We've we've been given uh, a proposed one which I believe will be final, but um, we're all probably anxiously awaiting supercars confirmation. Matt, interestingly, with the uh, situation with Super 2 and Super 3 finds itself in, what do you feel like uh, that we're going to see some representation on the commission from now on? Look, I don't know. They've, we've been down this path before. I mean, Rachel... Uh, Rachel Wag or Rachel Eggleston um, and, and myself represented the category many years ago and, you know, we, we put a lot of effort into that and and more often than not, supercars would go down their path anyhow. Um, it, it's great to have one voice and, and anything that gets uh, the competitors talking and, and, and trying to unify in one direction I, I think is a great thing and um, Terry and... Uh, I mean, they're doing a good job. They've been on the phone. They're, um, they're canvassing ideas. And um, I think that's important so that the um, the commission get a solid representation of, of what the majority of the competitors want um, rather than just hearing from the loudest voice. Um, so we're looking forward to some positives coming from it, but time will tell. It's always been an interesting balance, hasn't it? The way that Super 2 has fit with um, the main game. And as you would well know, it was uh, established as a place for them to sell off their cars to. And now it's become something that is very important to their ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you just look at the the, um, driver... Um, or the, the lineup that just continually progresses through to the main series. I mean, I think last year what, were there four four drivers that popped in uh, from Super Two from the year prior. Um, so it, it's very good to to help position kids so that they can get in there and, and do a solid job from the start, rather than 
you know, jumping in and making a big mess of things and, and upsetting championships and, and the like. So, um, yes, Super 2 is um, important for main series teams because it, it does does um, provide a, a spot for for the older gear and um, also just for servicing and, you know, and anything that helps revenue with, with their business is a good thing. Um, but the most important one is, in my view, and, and that's why we're in it, is to try and develop drivers and, and, and create, you know, the next Jamie Wing Cup. Um, Scott McLaughlin, I mean, Scott was um, a classic candidate. He, he came th- straight through Super 2 and, and look what he's turned into. It's just been amazing. What have you been able to do with these Nissans and the success of the Nissans that was lacking in the main game, do you think? Uh, look, I mean, we were quite fortunate that we got into it, into the Nissans, probably a little bit later in their development cycle where, you know, the Kellys had to develop motors from scratch and they they followed the rule book. They didn't have the rules written around what they wanted to do, like, um, you know, the Volvos and the Mercs had done at the time. So they they definitely did it the hard way and um, it was a hell of a commitment, but we were quite fortunate. We came on a bit later in the piece where uh, the motors were, were starting to get up there power-wise and, you know, in the last two years we've, we haven't been wanting for anything. Um, I don't know. Look, we, we keep things very simple in how we go about them. Um you know, we, we do our own dampers, we do our own suspension uh, development, um, but but it is um, it's a fairly simplistic thing. I mean, supercars have been over our cars probably five times now. Uh, they've had everything apart and everything checked, and um, I'm the first person to tell Campbell Little this is exactly what we're doing, and this is, this is it, there's no secrets. Um, so very much a believer of, you know, trying, trying to keep things simple, but, you know, in Super 2, if you get everything at 90%, you'll win a race. And uh, that's what we aim to do. And perhaps the format suits the car a bit better than what the, the longer form main game does? Uh, yes. I mean, we've found our tyre life and stuff to be, to be quite good. I mean, you, you can put more aggressive settings in them. So I think ours, I think we'd go okay in a longer race as well. But um, in saying that, though, we're not a up against the you know the Mustangs and the ZBs. Um, yes, we didn't get the, the latest aero updates and the carbon roofs and those sort of things, so we're not competing quite at that level. But um, we didn't have to run against a Mustang, though, which um, is a pretty speedy thing, as we've all seen. You've had a couple of different manufacturers work, well, manufactured cars that you've worked with. Yep. What is the plan? Because obviously the Nissan will have a will have a shelf life. Do you you see yourself with these cars for another two years, or is it not going to be that long, or will it be longer? Oh, look, I'd expect it to be um, two years. I mean, the, the the world's a fairly uncertain place at the moment, uh, so no one needs to be spending money unnecessarily. Um, at the moment, uh, there's a lot of these cars around and um, they're certainly doing the job um, that's required. Um, they're putting on a good show and they're teaching people to drive supercars. So, look, I'd be very wary of, of upgrading to, to a newer car because the uh, financial climate's not not brilliant at the moment. So, um, But, 
you don't know what's around the corner. Next year, uh, at this stage, are you uh, planning on having uh, one or two cars or more? Oh, look, the intention is to have uh, three. We did contemplate possibly going to four, but we ran four for the last two rounds this year, uh, one being in the Super 3 category. Um, it was Ford Falcon that Jalen Robeson drove. Um, but... Yep, at SMP we got away with it. At Bathurst it really tested us, um, just running the two different models and then two of the cars were quite heavily damaged in crashes. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure whether we'd do that again or not. Did you ever get to run a sprint round at Bathurst in your days in the category? The, the sprint round, like the 40-lapper you mean? Or is that what yeah. you're referring to? Well, or? no, no. Well, I was meeting in the days... No, no, yeah, it was you. No, you were an Oscar, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was the one thousand was was my debut, and it was back in a John Faulkner car with Paul Dumbrell, I think, in might have been ninety nine or two thousand, a long, long, long time ago. Yes, I, I remember. I was be, being there for it. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, well, Matt, look, it's been terrific to have you on the show, and we certainly look forward to when uh, more information is available on the new season. At this stage, there's no change in the spec for next year's cars. There's nothing dramatic going to happen over the next few months, is there? No, no change at all, which, I mean, consistency is, um, from our point of view, consistency is key to it all because, you know, changes cost money and, um, you know, from my point of view, I think I think they've got a, a great little package at the moment. Um, we we just need to sort of get out there, promote it, and and do a good job. Where do you see Super Three sitting in the mix? Uh, as you said, you had um, the Rohenbotham car there this year, but long term, is Super That's Three right. an important stepping stone? Look, I I would have loved it uh, as they ran last year. Super Three was a separate category to Super 2. It was on Supercars um, weekends for 90% of the calendar, I think it was, um, but not on Super 2 weekends. So from my point of view, that was the holy grail because we could run both categories and it provided us an opportunity to, to you know, grab kids out of go-karts or straight from Formula Ford and put them in, in, a, in a less pressured environment uh, while still learning the skills of a supercar so that you know, then then they could take the step straight to Super Two, and it wouldn't be a big one. So I was, um, and still am a, a a great supporter of it. But um, you know, I, I think they're they're really looking at merging the categories for um, just try and get the car numbers up. Whether that's the right strategy or not, I'm not sure. For for me, it's not. Um, but certainly for others, um, there's benefits in in merging them. So. Um, that one will be what it'll be, um, but yeah, look, you know what what they did last year, I thought was perfect. Great for you to join us, Matt White of Matt White Motorsport, to join us on Inside Supercars. And regardless of whether there's uh, two, three, or whatever cars you're running, we look forward to seeing when uh, you roll out to your 2021 team. And we know that, uh, well, we don't know. We're pretty sure that it'll be uh, competitive and uh, you'll have uh, challenges for the championship. So enjoy your Christmas break and uh, let all your guys put their hair down and uh, be back out in the, the paddocks of uh, Victoria again. Thank you for joining us on Inside Supercars, Matt White. Thanks very much, Tony. Thanks, Craig. And we're certainly looking forward to getting back into it because it's been such a long break and disjointed year. Uh, every, everyone's raring to go. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more 
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.